how many days of the year do you want to spend getting out of the office, getting inspired and getting that headspace to come up with the big picture things? It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for hitting play and choosing to listen to our episode all about planning your trips to e-commerce events in 2024. Now, before I get into all of that, and there's loads to come, I know, many of you know, that I love to give a little shout out to our listeners who are kind enough to take the time to post a review of the show. And I've got one to do. What a great way to kind of almost kick off the year. Um, So huge thank you to Funny Guy 1996 from the UK for your five star rating on Apple Podcasts. And Funny Guy 1996 says... Fantastic. A super podcast with an incredible host, an easy and insightful way to stay in the loop on the latest news and innovations in e-commerce. Thank you, Funny Guy 1996. That is exactly what we try and do here. And actually, in this episode, we're going to be helping you find ways to access the latest news and innovations in e-commerce by attending events. So it kind of fits with this episode too. So in this episode, it is just going to be me, just me, Chloe Thomas, uh, bringing you my advice. There are no guests. And do you know, I was looking at it, we haven't done a Chloe only episode since April 2022, which is kind of mad, really. Um, Kind of weird. I share a lot of advice on other people's platforms and stuff, but I rarely do solo stuff on my own show. So here we go. Um, I'm going to be sharing my advice on how to make attending e-commerce events work for you. Event attendance for those working at e-commerce brands is a very different thing to those trying to sell to e-commerce brands. So in this episode, just to make it super, super clear, I'm talking to the brands. If you work at an e-commerce store, if you own an e-commerce store, if you are driving the sales for an e-commerce store and you want to work out how to attend events in 2024, the right ones to attend, how to attend them and all that kind of good stuff, you are in the right place because this episode is about helping you work out how to make the most of e-commerce events this year. If you're supplier side and tuning in, it's great to have you here. You will pick up loads of great tips here, but this advice is not specifically for you. It's specifically for the retailers who are tuning in. And in this, I am going to cover five different groups of stuff. Okay, so we're trying to work out what are the things I would want to know if I was starting off in the industry, I was new in the industry to make the most of events coming up this year. And these are the five things I think you need to know about. So we're going to start off, number one, with my tips for making the most of the events you decide to attend, including working out which ones to attend. Secondly, we're going to cover my picks for the must attend events in the UK. No idea why that sentence was so hard to say, but there we go. My picks for must attend events in the UK, my home market. So I know quite a lot about events in the UK. And then in point number three, I'm going to attempt to share my picks for the must attend events in the USA. It's going to be a slightly shorter list, but I think it's going to be super useful for you as well. Number four, I'm going to share my picks for must attend virtual events in 2024. And there's going to be some bonus advice there for how to make the most of the virtual events you decide to attend. And then finally, 
I'm going to cover an approach close to my heart, which whenever I post about this on LinkedIn, it goes a bit mad. So I know there's a lot of other people interested in it too. So I'm going to tell you how I go about trying to make the events I attend as eco as possible. So how I make them green, how I make it more sustainable. Fairly simple and straightforward to do. Doesn't doesn't create a lot of inconvenience, um, but I'll run you through those as well. So if you're looking to reduce your carbon footprint this year, but still attend events, then you're really going to like that final section. And yeah, I know I'm only covering UK and USA and virtual. And I know that means I'm not covering the countries that about 30% of you are living in. So I apologise for that, but this podcast would go on forever. And I definitely don't have the skill set to tell you what to attend if you're in Germany uh, or Australia or India or various other countries around the world. So what we can do for all of you is on e-commerce tech, which is the business I acquired mid-2023, there is a massive events section which lists out huge numbers of events happening in e-commerce around the world. So there's loads of stuff there for you to keep an eye on. My team are keeping it up to date. They're adding new stuff every single week. So ecommercetech.io, if you want to go and find things going in, going on in your area um, and stuff going on generally, it includes both virtual and real world events. And we are trying to make that website less UK and USA specific. So if there is events in particular in your part of the world, in your country that you think we should be having listed. We would love to know about them. You'll find on that page, uh, the ecommercetech.io site, head there, go to resources, you will find the event section. And in the event section, there's a link to to list things or just get in contact with us on the contact page because um, all those event listings we do for free. So we'd love to know the events you think we should have added. And that's where, if you're not in the UK or the USA, or you are and you want more ideas, that's where you will find more things. Right, make sure you listen right to the end of this episode so you don't miss out on all five of my bits about making the most of e-commerce events in 2024. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform, And you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single click migration and out of the box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e. Super are on a mission to disrupt the payments landscape. In an industry where merchants are used to being charged for every swipe, tap or click, Super Payments is flipping the script and making the transaction 100% free. Yes, you heard that right. 
100% free. Plus, Super offers a free loyalty program, so you can pass the savings generated from free payments back to your customers as cash rewards. Thousands of brands are already seeing increases of over 40% in their retention rates because of this. Everybody wins. If you ship or sell to the UK, sign up for a demo now at ecmp.info forward slash super. That's ecmp.info forward slash S-U-P-E-R. On that landing page, you'll also find full T's and C's and details of how you could get a special £5 welcome bonus for your customers. Okay, first up, tips for making the most of the events you decide to attend, including working out which you're going to attend. So let's start off with how to pick your events. Unsurprisingly, it all starts with objectives. There is no one event going on this year that all of you should attend. It just doesn't exist because it will be a waste of time for some of you. It will be amazing for others. So there's no one event. You need to think about what do you want to learn about in 2024? What is your business focused on in 2024? They might not be the same things. You know, you might be focusing on email marketing, but the business is going newly into affiliates. So there are different pieces in there. So it may be different members of your team go to different things, but get really focused on what you want to learn. Why is it you want to do these events in 2024? That's going to help you work out which ones you should and shouldn't attend. Then think about the different types of conference. So for me, the the real world conferences drill down into three types of shows. Uh, We've got topic specific. So events purely about affiliates, events purely about email or ads or SEO, which if your objective is to get deep into one of those topics, going to an event that's all about it, where you're going to be hanging out with people who care all about it, where all the sessions are all about it and the exhibitors are all about that topic can be a great uh, investment of your time uh, in any year. Then we've got the big shows, right? These are those massive ones that happen in the aircraft hangar locations uh, where there are uh, usually conference tracks where there's some kind of content being shared by people. Uh, There's loads and loads and loads of exhibitor stands, which is kind of like the bulk of the show. In the UK, the big ones are IRX and e-commerce expo, the two most obvious ones. You've also got in the US, you've got NRF happening right now. Um, as you're listening to this, if you're listening as it goes live. And then there's Shop Talk as well that does uh, events in Europe and in the US. There are loads, there are a fair few, I should say, not loads of big shows, there are a fair few shows. For them, you want to make sure that you're going to one that's relevant for you. Some of them are e-commerce only, some of them are marketplace focused, some of them are more, uh, what's the word for it? Some of them are more Uh, retail. So they've got the physical side of retail too. So just do a bit of checking to make sure it's one that definitely is relevant to you. But I highly recommend going to at least one of those, even if you can make it only for one day, because they are brilliant for giving you some headspace. You know, you're out the office, you're being bombarded with ideas. And I find that a lot of the time when I go to them, half the ideas I come across have got very little to do with anything I actually learned. It was just having that headspace to come up with the ideas. They're great for inspiration and they're brilliant for surprises. For when stuff happens, you had no idea. You worked, you didn't go with that objective. You didn't go with that goal, but you found about found out about something surprising whilst you were there. And then the third 
type of conference is the platform-led conference. So these are ones which are maybe run by and specific about uh, one marketing platform that you use. They might be specific about um, a customer service tool you use, a back-end system that you use, or uh, the website that you use. These, if there's one being run by one of your core software tools, attend it because there is something magic that happens when everyone in the room has that point of commonality, when everyone's using that same piece of tech and the conference content has been curated for people using that sort of tech. There is just something extra special about it and they really are well worth attending um, if you're able to do so. Uh, ones I've been to in the UK that are particularly impressive, uh, the Meet Magento event run by JH every year and Dot Digital uh, do an amazing email marketing summit as well. So have a look for those because if, if one of your key techs running them, I would definitely go to that. So there's different conference types to help you hit those objectives. The what I haven't mentioned there are all those kind of the smaller uh, breakfasts and uh, dinners and lunches and network, more networking, dinnery type, small scale things. Those I'm not covering here because there's, there's so many of them. So those you really do just have to go, is this going to deliver for me? Is this going to help me meet the right people? Is going to help me learn the right stuff, make the right connections? So really bear that in mind. And I see, keep saying learn and, and connections. I think when your brand side, when you're working at a retailer, the learning is 80, 90% of why you're going to an event, the learning and those, those pieces of inspiration, the headspace, and about 10% is the connections, in my experience, unless you're busy looking for a job, in which case connections might be slightly more important for you at the moment. So bear that in mind when I say them, they're not equally weighted words. Then the other thing for picking your events is to think about your budgets. How much money can you afford to spend on attending events? Some of them are free. You might live close by so that the, you know, the travel and hotels might not be too much, but you will need to eat on the day. And if it's a free event, that's probably not going to be included. Uh, and so consider the money. These are worth investing in if you pick the right ones. So don't just go, oh, we haven't got any money for events. I think that's an error. And consider the time that you want to invest. How many days of the year do you want to spend getting out of the office, getting inspired and getting that headspace to come up with the big picture things, right? How many days of the year do you think you should be spending at events? Really think about that. I mean, I think it should be at least once in the spring, at least once in the autumn, if not a little bit more than that, maybe four or five days across the year. And then if you've got a team, consider setting a budget of time for your team to also be spending that many, that much, that many days of the year out at events. Because leaving the desk, still being at work, but leaving the desk and having those thoughts and the, absorbing all that's going on really, really can make a difference to your business. So you've thought about your objectives, you've thought about the different types of conference and which ones are aligned to your objectives. You've thought about your budgets that should enable you to pick the right events for you across the year. And whilst a lot of the big real world events have um, announced their dates already, they haven't all. So you might want to keep a little bit of that budget back for things that happen to come up as we get into the autumn. So maybe a six monthly plan is better than trying to do a full yearly plan. Okay, you picked your events. How do you now make the most of them? 
Well, I start by working out what's actually happening at the event. When does it start? When does it end? Are there any unconference events? Now, unconferencing is kind of the act of going to a conference without paying to be at the conference. You just attend the peripheral things that happen. Now, I'm not saying you should definitely unconference, but what events are going on around that main conference that are not officially tied to the conference? So a lot of, I mean, here in the UK, IRX at the NEC, um, one of the evenings of IRX, and it's always the one where the, when the award ceremony isn't happening usually, there are so many dinners going on around the NEC and in Birmingham of uh, SaaS companies and agencies doing everything from actual, you know, learning events through to cocktails and pizza. It is madness how many parties it is possible to go to in one night if you really work it. So there's loads of stuff going on afterwards. Um, sometimes at big events, there will be things happening the day before, like workshops and things. It may be there's specific dinners or breakfasts going on that are part of the main conference, but that you might miss if you weren't aware of it. So have a look at what's actually happening and work out what that looks like in your diary to help you plan when you're actually going to be there. Commit to the event. If you need to be there the day before, do it. If, i.e. if you need to be there the day before in order to feel alive <laughs> on the day of the conference, do it. If you need to stay the night of the conference to get all those thoughts sorted before you end up back in normal life, do it. Work out what you need to do to commit to be properly there, properly in the room during the event. And also clear the diary. It's not a normal work day. You shouldn't be doing any normal work. Get work out the way. Set up the out of office. Get your team in charge of things so you don't have to be doing them. And don't take the laptop with you. One, it's really heavy, so you don't want to be carrying it around. And two, commit to being at the event for the time you are at the event, not busy trying to do some work whilst you happen to be there. I've actually now personally taken that as far as when I go to events, I don't take the laptop even to the hotel. I just work with a tablet to stop me from trying to do anything too complicated whilst I'm away. Next up on making the most of the event, planning. Get out the agenda. Which sessions do you definitely 100% want, want to attend? What are your backup sessions if that one's not that great and you want to sneak out the back and go somewhere else? Or if a meeting falls through? Talking of meetings, are there any you want to organise in advance? Are key suppliers going to be there? Is someone you used to work with going to be there who it's always great to catch up and swap ideas? Are your competitors going to be there? Do they fancy meeting you for a coffee? A lot of competitors talk to each other and catch up at these kind of events. And then if there are stands, who do you want to talk to? Look through the stands and work out if there's anyone you definitely want to talk to. If there's some you're a bit curious about and you want to lurk around the edges and see if you can find out some info. And make sure, I did this really badly in 2023, I definitely failed on this. Make sure you leave some time for the random stuff to happen. Some time just to be wandering around and seeing what happens to happen in the world of meetings, conversations, sessions you would never have gone to, but actually you're walking past, oh, that slide deck looks interesting. Let's go in. So make sure you leave some time for the random, but plan all that before you get to the event. Okay, so you know what you're doing. And then are your team going? I highly recommend if you're the boss of some junior staff, set them free. 
and revel in their enjoyment of free water bottles and free cupcakes. Um, let them go across the event and treat it as kind of like a bit of freedom and a bit of learning and let them see where they end up going. It can be a great way to help them develop. You may also want to take a more um, strategic approach to if you're taking the whole team to an event, which is about dividing and conquering. If there's three conference tracks going on, you don't want all your team sat in the same session. So organize who's going to what, who's having what conversations. And if there's several of you who need to catch up with one supplier, organize a meeting or a lunch with them rather than, uh, you know, each of you catching up ad hoc. So there's some extras there for if you're a team going. Okay. So that's how to make the most of the events. And I do strongly recommend you commit to going to at minimum one event this year before the summer, get away from the desk, go to one of these events, see what happens. You'll find it's a very friendly community if you've never been, been to it before. The e-commerce people are lovely and, you know, see how you get on. And if you don't, if you don't find you've actually picked the wrong event, understand that for next time and change the planning for the next one you go to. Keep optimising, dare I say it. Now, I'm going to share some virtual specific tips later. All, pretty much all of what I've just said relates to virtual events too, but um, we'll do some more virtual specific things later on. Okay, part two. Wow, it's taken a while to get here, hasn't it? Part two, my picks for must attend events in the UK. The UK is my home market. It's the one I know best and I've been attending e-commerce events in the UK since 2004. Yeah, 20th anniversary this year of me being in e-commerce. So I've attended a lot over the years. I've attended some amazing ones. I've attended some truly awful ones. Hopefully the advice I've already given you will help you go to the right ones, not the terrible ones. But I've got a couple of picks I want to quickly run through with you for this year to consider if you're in the UK. Obviously, check it against your goals, your objectives, your everything, as we just outlined. In terms of big shows, the first one of the year is IRX, the Internet Retailing Expo that happens on the 22nd and 23rd of May in Birmingham. It's a free event, probably as a retailer, not worth going for two days. Uh, day one tends to be the busiest, day two tends to be quieter. That's the same for all the events. So if you want to go on a quiet day, pick day two. If you love the hustle and bustle, pick day one. Otherwise, pick it based on what's happening on the agenda because there's a great, great conference tracks there. Um, then another one, we're going to go kind of going chronologically through the year. There's eTail happening the 25th and the 26th of June in London. This one I haven't been to in ages, but I think I will be going this year. And what's interesting about it is unlike the free events, you have to pay for tickets and the tickets for supplier side are incredibly expensive. One of the reasons I haven't been in a while. But what that means is it's, it's they get an awful lot of retailers attending. So if you want to go along to bump into other retailers, to learn from them, to make some friends doing similar things to you in the industry, it's a much more uh, relevant show to go to. And they generally have a pretty good conference agenda too. That might be one you want to go to for both days. Then we've got e-commerce expo, which happens on the 18th and 19th of September. So yeah, we've jumped past the summer for this. That again happens in London. It's a free show. Um, kind of similar scenario to IRX in that you've got great conference content, you've got loads of stands, free tickets, lots and lots of supplier side there as well as the retailers. Um, and that one tends to be busier, I think partly because it's in Bir it's not in Birmingham, it's in London, so it's a bit easier for lots of people to get to. 
Uh, and then Shop Talk as a bit of a curveball. Shop Talk Europe, which is happening in Barcelona in June. I still might make it there. Haven't quite decided yet. That's a paid one, massive um, event. I'm very curious uh, to attend it, but I'm not sure I'm going to make it there this year. So that, that's my kind of four big shows in the UK plus Spain for you. Uh, more focused content. So others that I may, I would suggest taking a look at. Vervent's Pulse event. Uh, the buzz on that last year was phenomenal. I got proper FOMO. That I was like, why wasn't I there? Why wasn't I there? This was mad. So that's worth checking out. It's happening the first half of the year. Meet Magento UK. I was at this year. Brilliant event if you are in the Magento space. If you're using Magento and you're in the UK, you'd be crazy not to be there. No dates confirmed as yet, but I'm sure it will be happening. Uh, the Direct Commerce Association. Now, you probably haven't heard of them. They are the heart of the mail order industry in the UK. And as we move into a world where we have to work harder at our marketing, we have to be smarter, we have to get to understand our customers better, we get more obsessed with the three-letter abbreviations CLV and RFM, then it pays to go and hang out with a group of people who've been doing this for decades. It's where, where I started my career was the mail order industry, where RFM, CLV, customer lifetime value, they were at the heart and centre of everything we were doing. And they are phenomenal for learning and content. So the Direct Commerce Association summits, I would definitely take a look at. Tickets are a couple of hundred quid, but well worth attending. And the networking can be really good too. If you're in fashion in the UK, check out the Drapers events. You probably already know about them. Um, and look out for those run by your tech partners. Now, I will be at a fair few of those shows I just mentioned, but I'm not yet 100% committed to where I'm going. It's getting there, but we're not quite there. So I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be at any specific ones because I might end up not being there. But if you want to catch up with me in a, at an event, make sure you're signed up to our e-commerce master plan email list as that's where I share all of that good stuff once it's booked, where I'm speaking, where I'm hosting panels, all that comes out on the email newsletter. And at all those events, I usually have time to say hi to you guys if you're there. Okay, number three, let's talk about my picks for must attend events in the USA. Confession time, I have never been to an e-commerce event in the USA. I've been to email marketing conferences, I've been to podcasting conferences, but I've never been to an e-commerce conference in the USA. It was on the cards, it was something I wanted to do in kind of 2020-2021, but A, the pandemic happened, and B, in 2019, I took a no-flying pledge. So it's highly unlikely you'll see me at an event in the USA anytime soon, because that would involve flying or getting on a cruise ship, which is not really much environmentally better than flying. But I do still keep my finger on the pulse of what's happening stateside, so I've got a couple of recommendations for you. These are the ones which, if I was flying, I would be at two big shows I would be attending. Uh, right now, if you're listening to this as it goes live, I would be at NRF in New York, which is the big, big, big one. There are so many people I know from the UK there right now. Um, so that's the one I would be going to. It's a retail and e-commerce event. Obviously, probably a little bit late for you guys to get tickets, but keep it on the radar for next year. But if you're near New York and you can get there, why not? And I think there's, there's an awful lot of unconferencing stuff that goes on around that one too. And then uh, Shop Talk, 
The US, the original Shop Talk, happens in Las Vegas, the 17th to the 20th of March. So those are the two I would be heading to stateside if I was flying. So those are my two biggest tips in the US. And then topic specific, well, there are just so many of these in the USA. I'm not really going to go and look at them, but I bet... I bet if there's something you want to learn about, there is an amazing conference in the US and I bet we've got it listed on the e-commerce tech website too. The one thing I will tell you about is when I was talking UK, I said about the Direct Commerce Association and how that's great for getting back to the the complex data route stuff because they've been doing it for decades longer than the pure e-commerce players have been. In the US, the, the US version of the DCA is called NEMOA. N-E-M-O-A, the National E-Tailing and Mailing Organization of America. They are a sister group to the DCA in the UK. And I would probably attend one of those. If I was going three times to the US this year, that would be the third one. I'd go along, go and check out one of their summits because I bet the knowledge is crazy good. Because when I've seen some of their speakers come over to the DCA events in the UK, my hand hurt so much at the end of the one of them. I, it was really worrying. Uh, so yeah, hugely, hugely knowledgeable um, events. Okay, that's where I'm going to leave it for the US. But like I said, we have huge numbers of US events listed on the ecommercetech.io website's event section. So go and check that out if you want to find some other bits and pieces in the US. Okay, we made it to number four. Number four is my picks for must attend virtual events in 2024. And then I'm going to be sharing with you my uh, sustainability tips for for reducing the carbon footprint of your event attendance. Okay, so virtual events. There are so many virtual events. It is crazy. Uh, You can get overwhelmed very easily. I reckon there are weeks where you could do nothing but attend webinars if you wanted to. So you've got to be very, very focused about which ones you're going to sign up for, which ones you're going to watch live and which ones you're going to watch the replay when that's available. The other problem or the other challenge, I should say, about the uh, virtual events is committing to them is much, much harder. Promising yourself you're going to watch the replay probably isn't going to work. You need to schedule that in the diary. You need to treat them like proper meetings where you're not going to pay attention to your phone. You're going to turn off the email. You maybe even go and get away from your desk and book a meeting room to do it. So you're actually focused on what happens because put it signing up and putting it in the diary is nowhere near the same as actually attending and focusing on the content as it's being done. So, but the good thing about them all, I should say, because of all of that, is it's a lot easier to share the knowledge with the team and it's usually an awful lot lower cost to be a part of it. So usually they're free, um, you know, or less than £100, $100 to get a ticket. And if you've got the replays available and you watch when you're like, oh my God, such and such in customer service should really watch this, you can just ping that over to them and they can watch it without having to get that kind of third hand, you trying to regurgitate what the speaker was saying about. Um, bonus tips. I promised you some bonus tips about virtual events. So here we go. Bonus tips for making the most of the virtual events. Always go content first. It's all about the content attending a virtual event. So if it's something you need to know about, it's going to be worth attending. If it's not something you need to know about, forget it and move on. You can also be quite brutal about your selections if you sign up to a whole conference because it's not that well got nothing else to do at 10 o'clock what session shall I go to you can kind of dip in and out as the day goes by if you're going to do the replay 
block a time in your diary to watch it, to make you actually do it. It's like reading a business book and never reading it. It doesn't, doesn't count. It really doesn't count. Knowing there's a replay and not watching it does not count. Turn off all distractions whilst you're watching. So personally, I usually watch these whilst I'm having lunch. So I go to the table in the kitchen. I watch on my phone or on a tablet and I do it whilst I'm having lunch. That takes me away from my to-do list. It takes me away from my emails. It takes me away from LinkedIn. Uh, So I do actually focus on it and be brutal. If you're watching a session and it's not what you're expecting or it's not useful, no one's going to know if you leave really. I mean, somewhere in the data, it will say that you left, but it's not important. It's you're not offending anyone by leaving. The speaker can't see you walk out the room. So just stop. Can it do something else? And then come back to the next session of the virtual conference later. Now, these events, these virtual events tend not to get announced as far in advance. I'm not going to be listing them out here, but I will say keep an eye out. You you kind of get this one's coming. I'm going to do a little bit of a plug here. Keep an eye out for our own e-commerce explored panel webinar series. This is what we're doing in virtual events in 2024 and which we started in 2023. These events are an hour long. We do one a month. They're where I chat with a panel of top experts on hot e-commerce topics. We're doing one a month in 2024 and all the replays from last year are available right now, including wholesale, Um, including TikTok, including loads of great pieces for you to get involved with. You can find out all about the replays and what's coming up at ecommerceexplored.com. They're all free to attend, uh, but we will take your email address. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform, and you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single-click migration and out-of-the-box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e. Super are on a mission to disrupt the payments landscape. In an industry where merchants are used to being charged for every swipe, tap or click, Super Payments is flipping the script and making the transaction 100% free. Yes, you heard that right. 100% free. Plus, Super offers a free loyalty program so you can pass the savings generated from free payments back to your customers as cash rewards. Thousands of brands are already seeing increases of over 40% in their retention rates because of this. Everybody wins. If you ship or sell to the UK, sign up for a demo now at ecmp.info forward slash super. That's ecmp.info forward slash S-U-P-E-R. 
On that landing page, you'll also find full T's and C's and details of how you could get a special £5 welcome bonus for your customers. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Right, it's time for my final bit of advice to you all. Number five, how to take an eco approach to it all. Being as green as I can is always a factor in everything we do here. So I've got a pretty good way of taking a greener approach to event attendance. You don't need to do everything I do, but have a think and see how you can be a bit greener with your event choices this year. So I'm going to run you through what I do and then you can work out which of these bits you want to filter into your event attendance uh, activities this year. First off, do I really need to go? I live about 250 miles from London and about 300 miles from Birmingham, which means to get to events takes me about a day. It also means I've got quite a big old um, carbon footprint to get there which actually makes me make better decisions about what I do and don't attend. When I lived in Oxford, so I was only an hour from London, I attended loads of stuff I shouldn't have bothered attending, but it was only an hour away. So consider, do you really need to go? Is this event going to be worthwhile? You know, when it comes to events like e-commerce expo and IRX, do you need to attend all the days? The same goes for an NRF or a shop talk. Do you need to go to all the days or could you get everything you need in one day? And then other things, it's like, do I actually, is it actually going to be worthwhile? Do we need to take the whole team? Do we need to send one person? So consider that. Secondly, um, travel sustainably. Use trains, not planes. Use electric cars, not petrol. Use walking and public transport instead of taxis. Stay in eco hotels. Often this is quite hidden. Um, I was I was prepping a post about this for LinkedIn and was checking out how good or bad the hotel chain I usually stay at in the UK, which is Premier Inn is. They're really good. They're doing loads of stuff to lower the carbon footprint of their customer stays. So so I'm lucky. But yeah, keep a, keep an eye out and try and stay at a hotel that's more eco than not. Avoid false economies. So uh, this this might sound a bit wrong in the world of sustainability, but I don't do sustainability at all costs. So for me, it is possible for me to get the sleeper train from Cornwall to London, which gets in at about 6am and then go straight to an event. There are showers at the station, so it wouldn't be too smelly, um, but TMI, I know, uh, but it wouldn't be too smelly. But I don't sleep very well on a sleeper train. So I would be massively subpar at that event. Taking the sleeper would save me a hotel room, but it would save me time, it would save me carbon, but it would also leave me, make it absolutely pointless me attending that event because I'd be of no use to anybody and I'd probably give up by mid-afternoon and go to my hotel to sleep it off. So that would be a false economy. I also frequently stay the night of the conference even if I could get home because... One, I, you know, if I'm if I'm heading straight back down to Cornwall at the end of an event, I don't generally get home until about midnight and I'm a little bit done in because it's not the best way to spend an evening. So I'll often stay in London or stay in Birmingham the night after the event to kind of gather my thoughts, have a good night's sleep and then travel back on the train the following day and work my way back home. 
that's a bit more carbon because it's another hotel stay, but it means I've got, I get much more out of the event. Because you're kind of talking about value per kilo of carbon, for example, and that is a good use of the carbon that I'm using on the event. Okay, let's get a bit more practical now, super practical. Take refillable water bottles and travel mugs. Easy as that. Now, one thing is if you discover the event you're going to uses um, crockery rather than disposable mugs, you can get away without the travel mug, one less thing to carry. But yeah, refillable waters, water bottles and travel mugs and make sure there's somewhere where you can fill up those refillable water bottles whilst you're there. Avoid the swag. I know freebies at events are brilliant, but do you really need another fidget spinner? Do you really need another plastic water bottle? Do you really need another leaflet and another cotton bag? Avoid the swag unless you're actually going to use it. Um, that's my advice. It also means you've got a lot less to carry home and a lot less to carry around the event as well. When it comes to note taking, um, there's two, so I like to write, handwrite my notes at the events, not least because science says if you're doing that, you absorb it better than if you're trying to type it or make notes on a phone. Also, because there's no distractions um, when you're taking notes on a piece of paper or, or well, as I was talking about in a second, on an electric piece of paper. So I have two ways um, I deal with taking notes whilst I'm away on trips. One is I have a remarkable tablet. So that's one you can write on and then it saves it, syncs it to your computer, uh, particularly good for proofing things because you can download PDFs to it. So I take that for general work I'm doing around the event, but I find its pages don't turn quickly enough for taking notes in a conference. And I like to have the page I'm taking notes on and then a page at the back where I'm putting my to-do list. So you really can't do that very well at all with a Remarkable. It just doesn't work fast enough. So I was always taking a paper one with me. I now take um, a stone paper notebook. So essentially a reusable notebook by a company called Moyu. They were on the podcast last year. Brilliant company. The thing though, if you're going to go and buy a stone notebook is you need to keep using it. If you use it once, it really isn't worthwhile. You've got to keep using it. I think they can be used several hundred times. Keep using the same one over and over and over again. So I come back for an event. I work my way through the notes. I might take photos of them and upload them to the cloud, but not all the notes because some of the notes won't be relevant. So and then I clean it off ready for the next event. So think about how you're taking those notes and is there a more sustainable way you can do it? Next up, business cards. I, I still value business cards. Not everybody does, but I'm still using some from 2019. They've got the wrong, some of the wrong information on them, but I figure that's better than throwing them away. And when I run out, which is probably going to be a few years from now, I may well still print some more, but I'll do a very small print run this time, maybe just 50 or something. Um, so that's business cards. And then finally, offset what carbon you do use. Now, this isn't the get out of jail free card for, yeah, I'm going to stay at the Ritz and I'm going to stay at the most expensive hotel. I'm going to eat loads of, you know, burn loads of fossil fuels and all the rest of it getting there. But as long as I offset it, you're right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about reducing as much carbon as you can and then offset setting what carbon you do use. So a trip, you know, a, a trip for three nights away in the hotel to a conference in the UK is about £10 to offset the carbon, the total carbon of that. And I do that via ecology. So you go, that's all the ways I take an eco approach to it all, which fundamentally starts with 
do I really need to go? That's the best thing you can do is not attend a conference you shouldn't be at. That's by far and away the most sustainable thing you can do. And then there's lots of other ways you can reduce just a little bit um, your sustainability at the event. Okay, so I've taken you through five things. One, tips for making the most of the events you decide to attend. My picks for must-attend events in the UK, my picks for the US, my picks for virtual events, plus some extra tips on how to make the most of virtual events and then how to take that eco approach to it all. You can find loads of other events that you might want to attend because, like I said, it all depends on your objectives and your goals this year in the events guide on e-commerce tech, which you'll find at ecommercetech.io. So have a look around. And if we're missing the one you love, please, please, please do let us know and the team will get it added because we are trying to build up that event category more and more and more. We also might redesign it later this year. So if you find something annoying about it or you think we could improve it, let me know as well, please. Uh, to get your hands on the notes from this episode and links to the things I mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or you can use our direct episode short links. Just put ecmp.info forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you'll be redirected straight to the right episode page. Once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business, including our e-commerce explored webinars, more event tips and the event you can find me at this year. And if you liked this episode, well, make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode, which will be our annual top tips for success in the coming year episode. For the last eight years, yeah, that's how long this podcast has been going. For the last eight years, it's been our most popular episode of the year. And I think this is must, 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 must listen because 2024 is going to be another weird one. Okay. And my guests are sharing some brilliant advice. So make sure you catch our episode next week. Thank you for tuning into this and every episode that you do of the e-commerce master plan podcast. And as we've been talking about being more sustainable, you're actually listening to this carbon guilt free because this is a carbon positive podcast, which means we've bought the carbon credits to offset all our production distribution, which includes you listening to this show. So you've just listened to this episode and all of our episodes carbon guilt free. So binge away uh, without any carbon guilt at all. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If your tech stack is becoming a bottleneck to growth, it's time to replatform and you should check out Shopline. Shopline is the modern commerce platform that's disrupting Europe as one of Asia's leading e-commerce platforms. Whether your bottleneck is setting up more sales channels like social commerce or expanding to new markets globally, Shopline takes care of everything from store setups, checkouts and payments to logistics and more. With single click migration and out of the box tools, they're there to help. The best part about it, you don't need to pay until your site is live. Here in the UK, they power brands like In The Style and Everything £5. Whilst in Asia, they're the platform of choice for huge brands like Lego and Muji. 
If you want to scale, it's time to book your free trial or have a chat with one of the Shopline team. Find out what Shopline could do for you via ecmp.info forward slash shopline. That's ecmp.info forward slash s-h-o-p-l-i-n-e.